Hi, readers. I'm Jordan. And I'm Katie. And welcome to Not Another Heroine, the podcast where we break down the best and worst fictional heroines, those swashbuckling ladies who have to work a little harder than expected for their happy ending. Want to see what's next on our TBR list? Subscribe to us on YouTube or follow us on Instagram for a sneak peek at upcoming content or to help us pick our next book. It's the pick of the week. Spooky edition. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I just wish people could see you because your arms came up. <laughs> it was like you were turning into bat, Katie. Yeah. <laughs> I was making like ghost arms, you know. It was so cute. Um, yeah, pick uh, of the week. Yeah. I'm in a spooky mood. So it you're matches. You're wearing a flower hat. That you, is, don't, you look the opposite of spooky. That is true. But it's also an Atlanta Braves hat. So go Braves. Uh, <laughs> no idea that was a sports thing. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it is. But it's one of those covert ones. It has like, you know, the yeah. floral pattern on it. So you can't really tell. Anyway, spooky season. My pick of the week is The X-Hex by Aaron Sterling. Very timely. Yeah. You have probably seen this cover because it's a not an older book, but I think it's been out for a couple years now. I know I've seen it come up on various lists. Mm-hmm. It has the little like witch flying off mm-hmm. in the corner. Yeah. There's no way you haven't seen this book. So I, like Jordan, am about like mm, 30, 35% done with this book. So if you want to also have a spooky, cute read, you can read with us and we'll probably do like an update at some point to give like our full yeah probably before like our next pick of the week we'll do an update on each that works yeah mm-hmm. so if you want to read it with us um this is also part of a series too so if you're feeling spooky this is a pretty but it's like cute spooky you know what i mean like i mean it's called the xx i yeah, that's hope true. it's a cute spooky <laughs> that's fair <laughs> Uh, Yeah. And so this story is literally what the title is. So Mm -hmm. it starts out with 19-year-old Vivi, who um, lives in this like small town in Georgia, like northern Georgia. So you wouldn't think spooky. And I was kind of a little bit like, wait a second, does everyone have like southern accents in this? Because like I'm not seeing it. But she is a witch or like witch adjacent maybe Hmm. because her cousin is like a full witch. And then her aunt is also like a witch witch and her aunt gives me like professor trelawney luna lovegood vibes where they're just like vibing out this sounds like southern practical magic i haven't read that but yes probably movie what sandra bullock and nicole kidman oh my god it is like a fall standard staple okay well i'm watching that when i get home today uh (laughs) but so she is she lives in this town, but she's like visiting with her aunt because uh, 19-year-old Vivi has just had her heart broken by... 19? This is the beginning, like the prologue almost, but Okay, not. thank God. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so she has just had her heart broken by this Welsh man, Rias Penhallow, who I know, I girl, <laughs> trust me, I know. <laughs> he is... Welsh and a witch as well, and his family like created the town that they live in. So a Welsh witch. Oh, Welsh witch. Well, what? What? Sorry, I cannot say that word. <laughs> they had this summer fling. She's like head over heels in love with him. Except when we meet Vivi, she's in a bathtub, um, sobbing her eyes out and like making magic. Uh, his like cologne peer around her because she misses him so much because. <clears throat> He was engaged. Oh, the whole thing. What? Yeah. And so they had this like three month summer fling. And then he's like, uh, I have to go back to Wales. Uh, I'm engaged. I have to like figure this shit out. And she's like, excuse me. What a dick. Yep. 
And so uh, everybody else also thinks he's a dick. And so Vivi, drunk, um, very sad and a little bit, you know, spooky feeling, her and her cousin decide to curse him. Yep. <laughs> and so uh, we get this kind of cool like pentagram salt circle drawing session. They put a candle in the middle and they curse him to not have nice hair um, to so this is explicit. Um, people from work, please just like stop listening and then come back in like 15 seconds. They curse him to not ever be able to find the clitoris with women. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> yep. So that was involved in the curse. I feel um, a little flustered. That's fair. That's fair. <laughs> but what a fantastic I curse. know. Yeah. And then and then like a couple other things. And then at the end, Vivi's like, I curse you, Rise Penhallow. And then um, they're all kind of joking along. This is just like fun magic, not like real. Um, except the candle kind of like turns into a blaze, touches the ceiling, and then dissolves again. And she's like, I'm just going to pretend like that didn't happen. That's pretty weird. Yeah. And then we flash forward 10 years and Vivi is a history professor at the local college, which also teaches like witches in their own little like special building, etc. And she hasn't thought about Rice at all, except like checked his social media a couple times. <laughs> this is how you know it's a fantasy because we have a 29 year old history professor. Yeah, exactly. Because uh-huh. like how does the, ma- the math ain't math yeah. in? <laughs> And so um, she's just going about her life, except they have this like Founders Day, like festival that's coming on and they've kind of turned it into like a big spooky Halloween, like come to the small town in Georgia where everything's cute. And um, her cousin and her aunt own this like it's like the witchy cauldron or something. It's like a hokey pokey, you know, tarot card store. And everything's going fine, except one of the Penhallows has to come back for the Founders Day Festival because, like, they are the founders. But they also come back to, like, charge the ley lines in the town, mm-hmm. which is, like, how they get their magic or whatever. And so she didn't know that one of them had to come back. And she's like, what are the odds it's going to be Rias, the one that broke my heart? And then they do some, like, tarot cards in her cousin actually like painted her own tarot cards. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. But the first one that she pulled is a card that was based off of him. And she's like, okay, oh, so no. it's like almost 100% positive it's oh, going to be him. No. <laughs> yeah. And so he shows up. He Is he bald? Uh, no. <laughs> Which is kind of the weird part that I have questions about. But so he comes back for the last 10 years. He's been, he owns like a travel company where he like takes people on travel trips for fun, glamorous places, and he uses his magic to make sure they have, like, the best trip ever. And he also is still, like, a little bit like, oh, Vivi, like, you know, the old one that got away. But also they, like, don't address the fact that he was, like, engaged. Like, you really don't find out about that, at least through the 30% mark. So I'm assuming something, like, is explained. But yeah, exactly. And so he's told by his dad that he has to go back and charge the ley lines. And he's like, I don't really want to do that because the whole like Vivi thing. Uh, But he's basically like, no, you need to. And so he comes back to the States and all of a sudden he's having a lot of bad luck. So he's like driving to this like little town in Georgia. His car blows a tire. And so he goes to change it with magic in like the tire like yeets itself over a cliff and he's like that's kind of weird and then a car comes and almost runs him over and he's like flung down into this ditch yeah (laughs) and he's like that's also weird and it's vivi and she almost ran him over and she's like actually i'm not sorry and then gets in her car and drives away um so he's just out there in the woods in georgia wow (laughs) yeah 
And then that morning, uh, his like shower didn't have any warm water and um, some other kind of thing happens. And then he goes to give a speech for the Founders Day Festival or whatever. And the statue breaks and the head almost kills him as it oh. like topples down. And he's like, no, what? this is a little bit sus. And so he talks to Vivi. There's like circumstances that they like come together to talk or whatever. And he's like, um, it's almost as if someone cursed me. And Vivi's like, <laughs> that's weird. Who would have cursed you? Why would that happen to you? <laughs> and so they go together to charge the ley lines. And uh-oh, he has like given part of his curse over to the ley lines. And so a bunch of not good things start to happen. Um, All of these little like plastic skulls, like spooky skulls come to life and start like chomping on people. Oh, yeah. And then I think there's like an earthquake too. So not good things are happening. No, it sounds awful. <laughs> yeah. It sounds like Halloween town. From Yeah, literally. Mm -hmm. And I think that's kind of the vibe too. Mm -hmm. Um, So that's where I have stopped so far. It's about like the 20, 30% mark. And now it's like, we need to figure out a way to undo this curse that you accidentally did on me. I really need to know if the two aspects of the curse actually I know. <laughs> That's what I want to know, too. Because they talk about it. They're like, why is your hair doing, like, the thing? And he's like, I don't know what you're talking about. And she's like, you know exactly. Like, the perfect whoosh back. It's still doing the thing. Like, why did this curse not work? And then Vivi's aunt is like, well, that's not really, like, how curses work. It's basically, like, you're cursed with bad luck or you die. And she's like, oh, okay. It would have been so much more entertaining, though. Like, if he mm -hmm. comes back and it's a wig. Yep. <laughs> Or they have like some kind of, you know, eventual sexy scene and she's like, wow, so this curse is not working. This is not very satisfying. Yeah. <laughs> It'd be kind of funny. It was a missed opportunity, but yeah. So it's pretty cute. I will say, though, this is one of the only books that I haven't been able to like visualize the thing that are happening. Hmm. Like I have not been like thrown into it. Like it's one of those that you're very much reading the words. Oh, so you're not like immersed yeah. in the book. That's a problem. Yeah. So I'm hoping it gets like a little bit more immersive, but it's like cute for what it is right now. Like it's very easy. It kind of has like Hallmark movie vibes, but book version. It sounds like reading light. Yeah. Uh-huh. Where you don't have to like focus a lot. So this would probably be good if you have like kids running around or like you're at a soccer game yeah. or, you know, et cetera, fall activities. Hmm. Yeah. But similar books? So I kind of like struggled with this. So like <laughs> bear with me. So my first similar book is Burn For Me by Alona Andrews. Um, it sounds, it's burned for me. <laughs> you know. <laughs> She's like a, a magic detective, basically, or like personal investigator, private investigator. Mm -hmm. um, and she's like, gets a job to go investigate some magic uh, warlock and something, something, etc. It's like a fun, like cheesy stuff romance like this mm -hmm. is just a new gen uh harley quinn romance i feel like yeah <laughs> I, i've seen alona andrew's books out i'm like i yeah <laughs> they're cheesy so my second one another ali hazelwood book is uh love on the brain because it has the same like uh hallmark cheesy yeah. cute romance yeah okay and then um <laughs> Another one that Jordan's going to judge me for. Oh, um, Here we go. <laughs> uh, Moon Called by Patricia, Patricia Briggs. 
Oh, I like Patricia Briggs. Yeah, they're, it's a really cute series. Um, I read all of them until like the fourth one where there was some like really questionable. Is that the Alpha and Omega series? Um, werewolves and stuff? It is werewolves. It's not really Alpha and Omega stuff though. Well, so she has like, the series is like Alpha and Omega. That's the name of the series. Oh, it might be. Um, Mercy Thompson is like the. Oh, okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She's like a not a werewolf, but like a shapeshifter coyote mm-hmm. thing. And then there's werewolf, vampire, et cetera, et cetera. It's like fun. Like it kind of gives me Buffy the Vampire Slayer vibes. Yeah. yeah. That's, yeah, spot yeah. on. If they're a little bit older. So these are all like spooky adjacent books that if like that's the vibe you're looking for or like easy romance, those are books that are similar. Yeah. But X Hex. Aaron Sterling. I hope it gets a little bit better, but it's also all the spooky vibes that you want. Ugh, it's so it's uh, very timely for for the season. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's my pick. If you read it, tell me if you're enjoying it. Maybe more than I am, or <laughs> yeah. And then we'll follow up on what we actually thought of both Assistant to the Villain yep. and the XX in a week or two. Mm-hmm. So from Katie's shelf to yours, we'll see you on the next page. Yours. <laughs> <laughs> yours? <laughs>